Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. You guys are looking good, for real, for real. And even though I can't see you and I know I know you're watching us and you're joining us online today, I want to give a couple uh, shout outs before the ones that you know I'm going to say. Um, and uh, I want to say hi to Ricky in Abbotsford. I know she's watching. She actually messaged one of our friends, Amy, today, and she says, ask me what I'm looking forward to most this week. And she said the message. So thank you, Ricky in Abbotsford, uh, for watching. I want to say hi to uh, a, a long friend of ours. His name is Kyle and his wife, Samantha, and the girls watching in Louisiana. I want to say hi to you guys. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I want to say hi to our friends uh, back in Alberta. I can't go through all of them, but Micah and Laura Lee and the girls. It's just, you know what? Our family is so big. And um, I want to say hi to the staff at Ruth and Naomi's. And all of you that are watching today from Ruth and Naomi's, we know it's not coincidence. God has brought you to this time and this space and place of his grace. He's got a word for you, and that is he loves you. He loves you, and he's got great plans in store for you. Same goes for our ladies watching at Westminster Ladies. Thank you for watching today and joining us. And come on, our men at the Joshua House. Let's give it up for all the mighty men watching at the Joshua House and the Cyrus Center. All the young people watching at the Cyrus Center today. God bless you guys. And of course, you guys are able to make it out uh, for part two of this series of an unexpected Christmas. Right on. Are you ready? I hope you came ready. If you brought, if you brought the word with you today, would you just hold it up in your hand so I can see you got it? Some Oh, I love all the glowing lights. Yep, put all those phones up. Use it for a good... For good, right? Not for evil. Come on. There's a lot of good things in there. I've also um, made my notes available to you on the YouVersion app. You can find that on our website. If you haven't downloaded the YouVersion app, it is so good. You can follow along with other people. Hey, Norma. Is it warm in here? You're warm? Oh, you're... Oh, yeah. No comment. (laughs) Wow. Praise God. Okay. Well, let's talk about, last week we talked about unexpected news, and we've got unexpected news. Sometimes it's good news, sometimes it's not so good news, um, but our God is in the business of taking messes and turning them into messages, right? Is he not? And I mean, I mean, the whole story was pretty unexpected. You know, they were expecting a savior, but they didn't think that he would come in the way that he came. Come on. You know, when you read in Luke 2 that, you know, a savior has been born, You know, they didn't think, when they thought of a savior coming to rescue them, they didn't think of a baby, right? But so we talked about unexpected news, and and today I want to talk about an unexpected journey. And it's the Christmas season, and we've all been given this ample opportunity um, to show Christ's love through generosity. And wow, church. I got to tell you, you know, when the Bible says that he will do exceedingly above and beyond all that you can hope, imagine, or dream of, I think we must be getting close to uh, $20,000 has come in for our families in the community. I keep getting phone calls. 
how can we come alongside you? And the blessings keep coming in and coming in and coming in. And that's happening this week, by the way. Thursday night, Friday all day, and Saturday, we get to distribute all the gifts and the hampers. And ah, it's blessed to be a blessing. Uh, so we get we have the opportunity in this season to be both um, the giver and the receiver. Some of us lo- love to get more than we love to give. Uh, I'm still working on the giving side with my son, Max. He really likes the receiving side, but you know, he was counting his gifts already under the tree. And you know, like, how come my sister has more gifts than me? Well, she's the princess. <laughs> Start there. Okay. And you need to man up, son. What are you like eight years old already? Come on, grow up. <laughs> You're missing the point. <laughs> but yeah, we get, you know, we, we get to give and we get to receive. That's the beauty of it. Um, but one thing that we need to be aware of in all the wonder and amazement uh, of Christmas is not to get caught in the commercial side of it. You know what I mean? Like, I love, like, hey, I love my Coke commercials and all that stuff. And, and uh, But sometimes if we're not careful and we get caught in all the commercials, we can end up um, getting caught in what's called the comparison trap. And we get this picture of what we think Christmas should be when that's not the reality, right? Um, you know, we, we see the, the pictures of the, the piles and mountains of presents under the Christmas tree or... You know, that special someone getting that diamond ring and or maybe it's, you know, that SUV in the driveway with it. Oh, that'd be nice. Big red bow on it. You know, some family is even getting a house like, come on, like, but that's not the true meaning of Christmas, you know, because if we buy into the marketing, um, we can start to lose its meaning. And I think that's a word for somebody right now. You know, be careful what you buy into. Right? Don't miss the meaning. Because you can gather and accumulate all this stuff and even give all that you have to give and you can still feel a sense of emptiness. Isn't that true? If you miss the meaning. And I don't want any of us to miss the meaning of Christmas. So Christmas is one of those times in the season where we'll go to great lengths, won't we? I'll go to great lengths to try to find that perfect gift for that special someone, right? And I'll I'll travel great distances to be with, with family members and those that I love that I haven't seen in a long time. But in, in trying to find that perfect gift and to be around those people in the process of doing so, we might pass other people along the way and we might miss the compassion in Christmas. You know, you, you might see it literally on the way to the mall and, and you're trying to figure out how you're going to fit all these Ikea gifts in your car and someone else is pushing their, you know, their life down the street in a shopping cart. And, um, we don't want to miss that. But it's cool how God puts these people in our path. And some of us are those people. That's the reality. And on the surface, sometimes it looks like we got it together. You know, we try to keep a smile on. And there's always more that we wish we could do. Not just for others, but for our own family. And It's a season where we get to step up. It's a season where we get to sow. And what I believe that you're already carrying, what God has given you, is the joy. And I want you to discover the joy in the journey. And not just to keep it to yourself, but to just let that joy out. There's a lot more to do with stuff, doesn't it? 
And it has to do with the spirit of Christmas, God's spirit in us. And I truly believe in the journey, whatever your journey is looking like, even if you don't like it right now, you can find Jesus in the journey. You will find Jesus in the journey. Life is a journey and and many of us at times were forced to take paths that we did not pick. Hey, Mark, there's a path sometimes I'm like, man, that was not part of my plan. But God has a way that his plan is always greater. Hey, Derek, he's always greater. And his plans and purposes are are to prosper us, uh, uh, not to harm us and to give us a hope and to give us a future, Cody. That's, That's his plans. Despite even some of the paths that we have chosen and taken or find ourselves on, his plans don't change. His promises never fail, okay? And I, I might have to remind yourself, remind you, just like I remind myself every morning, that his mercies are made new every morning. And great is his faithfulness. You know, we, we, I don't know how many of you memorized Psalm 23 already and took on the challenge, but even when we walk through the, the darkest valley, he is with us. He is with us, you know, and, and he leads us beside still waters. He restores my soul for his namesake. It's for his namesake. Remember last week we learned about the, the, the two most powerful words in the world are I am. That's his name. And we take it in vain when we say anything that isn't uplifting about ourselves, or we speak negativity over ourselves. when we say, you know, I am weak. No, he's not. And neither are you. And even in his weakness, his strength is made perfect, (laughs) right? What does God's words have to say? Not your worries. Anyway, for Mary and Joseph, let's get back to them. Come on. For Mary and Joseph, it required um, spending their first Christmas by being part of a census in Bethlehem. That was the first Christmas. Let's go pay some taxes. How about that? (laughs) For real. So let's read uh, Luke 2. Luke chapter 2, starting in uh, verse 2. That's where I'd like to start. I, I, I encourage you, obviously, to read the whole chapter and, and go through it together with your family this week or friends. But Luke 2, uh, starting in verse 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman Empire. This was the first census that took place while Cornelius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their town to register. So this census was an imperial command, not a suggestion, it was a command, uh, that all individuals would return to their ancestral towns and that they should all pay taxes. Yay, Merry Christmas, right? (laughs) Since Mary was pregnant with with Jesus at the time, you know, she didn't, it wasn't her way out, she still needed to go. She needed to go where her husband uh, was from and that was uh, the town of Bethlehem of David. And so that involved a journey. And I'm thinking about, man, how many women have been pregnant and then had to travel? And you know when you're, you're, you're so far along, you can't even take a flight? Like, they won't even let you fly. Like, I think, I think pregnant women, the further along they get, they should just move them up to first class. You know? Yeah, and the, all, yeah, there you go. Swoop. <laughs> Or whatever. Sorry, don't get me started. Forgive me, Father. Okay, so it's whenever you get that call, it never seems to be convenient, right? That baby's coming. It's coming, and we'll get we'll get to that. But 
when it comes to like getting to the destination, even if it's the gatherings or it's the mall, uh, traveling can be taxing, can it not? Just the travel can be taxing. Um, it's exhausting planning a trip, especially one you didn't anticipate. Mary's like, hey, I'm going to plan my wedding. It's going to be great. And then the angel Gabriel had to show up and say, cancel the wedding. Well, actually, maybe don't cancel the wedding. But guess what? Get ready uh, to get the nursery ready because we're going to have a baby. Okay, I'll get the nursery ready. Oh, by the way, you might have to travel. You left that out of the details. <laughs> I said you're going to have the baby. I didn't say where you're going to have the baby. But if you listen to the prophets, you would have known. Anyway, that's another <laughs> Right? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> anyway, but it can be exhausting when it wasn't part of your plan, and now you got to make a way when it seems like there is no way. Isaiah 43, 19. Um, as some of you may may know this, I've been, <clears throat> it's been a battle. It's been a battle for our fa- family in the in this season, and, and my mom's a warrior, and uh, she's been, she's been battling uh, cancer, uh, stage four, and and we're still believing for a, a big, big miracle because victory belongs to the Lord. <clears throat> but my mom's been, my mom's been bugging us for years to come out for Christmas. You know, I was raised in Southern Manitoba. That's a bit of a journey. With with seven, there's seven of us. Okay, five kids. That's a bit of a journey. So the only way to get there is to fly there. And so, um, we said, you know what? In the season. We're in the Christmas holidays and going into the new year. We're going to f- find a way, make a way. And so months ago, I had, I had booked the flight tickets. And um, my kids can't watch this, and they're not on camera right now, so they don't even know. But we're going to take the family out there. And, uh, you know, and then the airlines contacted me just a little while ago after I had this book. And they're like, oh, by the way, we canceled your flights. Oh, devil. <laughs> I'm not at war against flesh and blood. War against the airlines. <laughs> okay, so. This just looks like another opportunity for victory in the valley, you know. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I finally I took almost all day back and forth with the airlines to get things figured out so that we could we had to change some dates to get them to work. And then just as I, I got this done, and I'm literally, while I'm writing this message on Monday, um, Charmaine gets this letter in the mail that, congratulations, um, you've been handpicked for jury duty. Yeah, and guess when? When we're supposed to go see my mother. <laughs> like, oh. So anyway, um, we think we are justifiable in getting out of that, so... But it, that's, it could be taxing. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say is it could be taxing. You've got great intentions and God has called you to come together. He wants to see healing and restoration and, and he wants to birth something out of you. But sometimes we, we just focus on what we want and the end result. We, we don't focus on the journey that's going to take. But Jesus is still there in, in the journey. Now, the journey to, to Na, um, sorry, from Nazareth to Bethlehem would have probably been about a week, Okay. Um, biblical scholars believe that it was a four-day journey, um, and that's considering that they would Mary and Joseph would have to cover 90 miles, okay? 90 miles at a pace of probably 2.5 miles per hour. I don't know who figured that out, but um, so it would roughly take eight hours a day. That's a bit of a journey. Now do that pregnant. And, and, and the terrain wasn't like just like flat terrain. No, it's like valleys, come on, and... 
So that's just something they just had. To, okay, we got to we got to make make a way. And uh, I get upset when you know something gets pushed backwards because the traffic's going to take me thirty more minutes. <laughs> you know, I, I or if I'm getting all the red lights, you know, and I think that's the devil. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> by the way, but. <laughs> Or if my flight gets delayed, right? Now you know. I'm not perfect either. So um, Mary and Joseph's journey, though, would have been grueling. But the gift, come on, the gift they were carrying would have kept them going. Come on. And uh, and I, I want you to know that you carry, like, they were probably just couldn't wait to anticipate, you know, see the birth of their Savior. But even through the whole journey, they were carrying Christ. And that's no different for you guys, whatever you're looking forward to and what God has called you to. It's also important to know what you're going through because it's probably just as important to see him in that journey and who you're passing and who you're put in and what seems like a setback, a setup so that you can, you know, connect with somebody else from an airline that needs a little bit of love, <laughs> you know, because if you think you're upset, think about how many other people are upset. It's an opportunity for you to show grace and love and, and all of that. You with me? So, you know, I want you to just think about a little bit. What gift has God given you that's going to keep you going in this season? What are you carrying? What are you carrying? And no matter the distance or no matter the inconvenience, that you would still see Christ in Christmas. Okay? Let's go to uh, verses 4 and 5 of Luke 2. So Joseph also went up to the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem to the town of David. Why? Because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting the child, right? And so the house of David refers to the lineage of King David. And we, as we read last week, the angel had told Mary um, that uh, Jesus would be great. He'd be called the son of the most high and the Lord would give him the throne of his father David, and that he would reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom would have no end. That's why we still celebrate the birth of Jesus. So the other thing is, a journey can take us back. It can take us back to where we are blessed. Sometimes we don't like to go back to those places in our life, right? Um, some of us maybe don't have great memories uh, back there. But I'll tell you, um, God does something with that and reminds us of what he, where he has taken us to and through. And, you know, if you think, since when can your future be birthed from your past? It's, it's through lineage that you find your legacy. I'll say that again. It's through the lineage that you find your legacy. Legacy, And some of you, you know, count, your, count yourself out along the way because you put yourself in this re- religious box or this comparison trap, but you've got to realize who God uses, the willing, okay? God uses um, the willing. God used a prostitute. Come on. God used a prostitute that lived in the walls of Jericho, Right? And out of the lineage of that prostitute, you will find Jesus. Look it up. Look it up. So God will use anyone if we are willing. Right? Um, so we know that prophecy is also birthed from the past, but it only comes to fulfillment in the future. Right? 
So that's why I was joking around that even for Mary, if she had known what the prophets had, had said, all of this was written in prophecy, in the word, and was spoken beforehand. Um, even even that, that the, the Savior would come from out of a virgin, right? Out of the lineage of David. All these things, you know, so it's pretty cool. But when I, when I go back to visit my, my parents in Manitoba, I'm reminded of several things. One, I'm reminded of the place where I met God. For real. Like I can like, it was like yesterday. I can see on that old dirt road on the corner by the mailboxes, one mile from my parents' house. I was five years old. And I asked my mom because she was watching this, this show called 100 Huntley Street. And I'm always, just to know parents, your kids are always watching. Five years old. And I asked my mom what a Christian was. And she told me. And she led me through a prayer. And I received Jesus in that, in that car on that corner, on that dirt. I'll never forget that, you know. Um, I'm reminded where God first spoke to me and I, and I heard from God. I'm, I'm reminded of the first Christmas that we celebrated as a married couple. Although we met in Alberta, the Lord caused us to go back for a season and that's where we spent our first Christmas together. Um, it's the first time um, when we found out that you were pregnant, you know? So there's all those, those places. Uh, and I'm also reminded of, of humble beginnings, um, you know, where, where we were literally paycheck to paycheck, right? But when you think back, none of those things really seemed to matter. We had like the smallest house in the world that I think, you know, that, but it, you know, that we rented, that we lived in, and we were just so happy, you know, even though it seemed like we didn't have much, we had it all, you know, because if you have love, you, what do you, what do you have? First Corinthians 13, right? Um, it's the place I'm reminded where, you know, we got involved in this church that was about reaching the lost, about reaching anybody by any means, you know, necessary, and it really stood out, trust me, and, uh, you know, Southern Manitoba is is the Bible Belt, and uh, the Morden Winkler area is the buckle. <laughs> right? We are right in the buckle, and to see a church that was about relationship and not about religion, and where my wife could come in and and lead a worship team, and you guys did so good. And I remember coming in because I grew up in that town, and but eventually it was like, oh yeah, you're uh, you're Charmaine's husband, right? I'm like, what? my town <laughs> like you know but yeah it was it was cool I, I'm also reminded it was the place that we got involved in a in a connect group and we still have friends that we got to do life with together um you know it's it's where we first tithe together um it's where we bought our first house it's where we had Aiden we had our first child you know, it was, it was where we had to say goodbye to my grandparents. And, uh, you know, I, this is another story, but it was where I actually got to build my grandfather's casket. That's a whole other story. It's a miracle how that, how that came to be. Um, it, it's the place where I got to go back and officiate my grandmother's funeral. And, uh, yeah, but it's also a place of... A, Beautiful things were birthed too, right? So our, our, our journey reminds us where we came from and how Jesus is always going to be a part of that journey. That's what it should do. You should be, and you know, you might not have even had a relationship with him at that time, but when you go back, you see 
that he was there. Hey, Rick? He was there all the way. Somebody was looking out for you. Somebody was praying for you. Norma. (laughs) It was probably Norma. Right, Amy? Somebody was praying for you. Thank you, Jesus. Anyway, that's what the journey does. We can can find Jesus in the journey. Uh, Let's go to verse uh, 6 there. Verse 6 says that while they were there, uh, the the time came for the baby to be born. And uh, Mary gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because why? There was no guest room available for them. Mm-mm-mm. Here you got the Son of God. I said to the men this morning, you got the Son of God. No, no palace is opening the doors for him. Uh, no five-star hotel or a decent Airbnb, you know, n- not even a Motel 6, Pastor Rudy said. You know, it, but here he comes. He's coming. And he's coming probably in a, in a way that nobody thought that he was going to come. And, um, and that's, that's the beauty of, you can see, you, you know, a message even in the midst of mess. That, and I think that's what God wants you to know, that he can birth beautiful things out of what seems to you to be a burden, what seems to you to be a barrier. He can, he can do something beautiful. He did it with his son, and he'll do it with you. Um, but the last point I want to talk about is making room for that blessing, that we need to make room for the blessing, room for Jesus. Um, an interesting Interesting fact, uh, biblical historians, I want to go to the, a little bit about how they wrapped him in the cloths and laid him in the manger. Well, uh, biblical historians found that a lot of times when people would travel, they would travel with um, the same uh, burial clothes, uh, cloths, right? They would travel because, you know, death happens. A lot of the journeys were grueling, and, and if it happens along the way, you got to deal with it. And there are scholars that believe that Jesus the cloth that he was wrapped in would have been the same ones they would have used for burial. So it was foreshadowing what was to come. And you know that even, even the manger, it's not like the wooden manger. The manger would have looked a lot like the tomb that, he would, that they would later lay him to rest and three day, days later he would be risen. Isn't that amazing? And, and not to, maybe I'll get into this a little more, but if you read into in, further down in Luke 2, you know, there were shepherds that were, that were living out in the fields and, and watching their flocks by night. Well, in, in Bethlehem, at the only time the shepherds would be out at night is in lambing season. Lambing season. So the, 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 they were giving birth to lambs. And if you study uh, history, you will know that um, Bethlehem was the place where they would breed and they would birth the lambs for the Passover. The Passover lambs came out of uh, Bethlehem. And why is that, why is that significant? Well, Jesus was called the Lamb of God. John says, behold, the Lamb of God who comes to take away our sin. It's not by coincidence, ladies and gentlemen. And when you see a mess, God sees a message or a miracle <laughs> about to take birth. So even if you didn't end up in the place that you were hoping to end up on your journey right now, Jesus, he's still coming. <laughs> he's still coming. And the time came for, for Mary to give birth. He's coming. He's coming. Um, you know, for, for us with the kids, they never came at a convenient time, did they? Did any of them come on time? I don't think one of them came on time. Of course, Chloe at least came on her due date. See? That's why she gets more presents. She's, 
Chloe, all the rest of you kids were disobedient before you even came out. <laughs> what do we say? Delayed obedience is disobedience. <laughs> you were delayed. Right? But yeah, they all came. The birth of our kids all came with some kind of um, uh, battle, complication. E- even, even Chloe, I don't know if you remember that. When she was, she was coming out, her heart rate dropped right down. The same thing happened for our oldest and our youngest. Um, that during the labor, you could see and his heart rate was, and the nurses were, were worried, the doctor was worried. And you know, you, not, you have to stay confident. And we had, you know what we did? We battled. We had worship music going the whole time. I was praying, you know, because I knew, I knew the calling on our children's life. Um, but yeah, I just want to encourage you that, you know, anytime God's going to birth something out of you, there's going to be pain. There's going to be labor pains, right? Um, but you're going to see, you can see passion. You can see compassion um, even through that, even through the trial. So I encourage you that wherever you are, whatever season you're going through, just, you know, also make room in your heart. Make room in your heart. I hope you see past the pain and that you see Christ's passion. Um, don't get so busy, especially trying to, we try to manage so much. We even try to manage our own miracle, right? How you're going to birth it, the time it's going to come, and how this is all going to come to pass, you know? Um, but in doing so, we might miss the miracle that we're called to be for others, right? And although the, you know, they wouldn't make room for the, for the Son of God to be born in the inn, a miracle was about to take place. And it was going to take place in the most uncommon of places. A manger. Would you guys stand with me? I want you to know that in your journey, it's more than where you were born, where you came from. It's about what God is doing along the way. Sometimes what, again, seems like a barrier can lead to an even bigger blessing. Through all of this, our journey was meant to bring us closer to Jesus. And if we look for Jesus in the journey, guess what you'll find? Joy. Joy to the world. It's all about joy. You know, we've been going through that these are the Advent candles, by the way. I know some of you celebrate the Advent calendars with your chocolates, and that's really cool. Um, but traditionally, we would light a candle every Sunday, and every candle would represent something. We, the last candle was peace. Isn't that cool? Last Sunday was about peace, and I didn't even plan that. That's God. And the candle before that was hope. This candle. This candle's for joy. This candle's for joy. Let Jesus be your joy in your journey. And don't feel bad for having joy. You know, Gary came out and he, and he shared with us. If you don't know Gary, you better get to know him. Gary came out and he, and he shared at our Kingdom Builders class. And he shared one of my most favorite quotes by Nelson Mandel. And in it, he said... Our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our greatest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not the darkness.
that scares us. Because we think, who are we to say that we are that we are um, worthy? Who are we to say we are beautiful? Who are we to say, and I'm paraphrasing all these things. And he says, who are you not? You are a child of God. And we're, yes, and we're, perfect timing. And when you shine your light, that's Christ in you. It enables others to do the same. So don't hide back in false humility. Let the Jesus joy, that compassion come out of you in Christmas because you'll enable others to do the same. Let his joy be your strength. That's Nehemiah 8. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word today. Thank you, Lord, that we can find you. We can find joy in the journey. Lord Jesus, there's some of us that could use some supernatural joy right now. We're ready to receive. We know that joy is supposed to be uncontainable. So, would you pour into us? Would you pour into us through the journey, even especially in the tough times? May we see your truth in Jesus' name. If you're here today, and you know <laughs> you've been struggling with joy. <laughs> you, you know it's been a journey. There's been things you didn't plan for that are coming up, unexpected expenses. There's been, there's been loss. There's been death. There's been the enemies trying to tear your relationship apart. <sighs> Just let God in. Don't give up. Don't give up. Give people up to God. Don't give up. Just let God in. Let go. Let God. It's about relationship. Christmas is about Christ. It's about that joy to the whole world. Peace on earth. Goodwill to all. And in whom his favor rests. I could use more favor and more rest. <laughs> Come on, could you? And I know I could use more joy. <laughs> so that's you today you haven't received Jesus, you need to come back to having Christ at the center of Christmas. I'm, I just want to pray with you right now. Paul said this in Romans 10, 9, if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we believe that God the Father raised his son from the grave. We will be saved. Hey, he came, a savior came, for unto us a child is born, a savior just receive him. Just receive him right now. Would you pray with me? Let's pray together. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for coming. Thank you for giving your life for me. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. I need you. I need your joy. I need your peace. Would you come into my life? Would you come into my heart? Would you be Lord over my life? I believe that you died for me, that you rose from the grave, <laughs> and that my past is past. Today is a new day with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Just stay in the moment, eyes closed in the moment. If you prayed that prayer, 
for the first time or you're coming back to him, putting Christ at the center of your Christmas today, just give me a thumbs up. Let those lights shine. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we're going we're gonna to continue to press in. God's not done. He wants to continue to see healing and restoration as we lift his name higher than any other name. We're also going to create an opportunity for those of you that maybe have just showed up and you've been thinking about getting baptized or you're just hearing it for the first time. But we don't make it difficult. We're so convicted in our calling that the whole reason Jesus came wasn't to die, just to die for our sins, but he rose from the grave and to make us disciples. And part of discipleship is being baptized. Yes, it's a public declaration of that we're going to follow Jesus. We're going to turn from our way and we're going to turn to him. But there's also an authority that you are given as you leave everything in the water. The sin has no authority over you anymore. In Romans, it says, when we go in the water, that we are crucified with Christ, baptized with him. When we come up out of the water, we are resurrected with Christ. And so if that's you and you want to step in in this season in Christmas, we've got towels. We got more towels this time. We're prepared. Thank you, team. Thank you, team. That's a good problem to have. You have more people than you have towels. Um, but yeah, just as if as if you if that's you, just come forward. My wife and I will just be to the right here. We'll just continue to worship God. And you need you need a healing, just reach out to him. Just reach out to him. If you came with somebody and you just feel the need to put your hand on them while we're while we're singing and pray for them, just do that. Be free, be obedient to what the Spirit of the Lord wants to do through you. God, God's will is not that any should perish. God's will is for you to be whole. God's will is for you to be healed. So we just do our part and watch him do his now, okay? Let's worship God. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.